Well, we'll just say thank you for joining us again. Truth or trash, Kevin and Sarah. <laughs> Uh, continuing just to touch on popular topics that uh, we're seeing out there that people are searching for and reading about and just want to give you a little more guidance. Uh, so this week we're talking about how much water, right? How, how, how much water do we need to drink? Are we all walking around dehydrated? Um, have you started to pull out of the driveway and gotten out of your car and run back in to get that water bottle? Uh, do, do we need to do this? Kevin, thoughts? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, what's a big thing, right? Like you know, I was in the army. Like, you know, you know, hydrate or die. You know, you know, literally, literally, part of what your full battle rattle is, um, is having canteens on you. Is having we used to in the in the I'm dating myself in the old days when we had our when we had our web belts. We literally had like these two one quart canteens that were supposed to be on you at all times. Um, you have this like you have this like like i don't know five quart like gallon sling that would go over your shoulder even when you were stripped down to like just your uniform you had to have those on you so water is always being pushed and yeah you're right is it um is it as important as people say or is it just like one of those things where it's like well you don't need quite that much so i don't know so what did you what did you what did, what did you read about what did you find out well i um yeah, I'll, I'll digress slightly. I, I guess what also got me interested on this topic um, makes sense in the Army, right? You, I, that's part of just general preparedness. I get that, right? You need to be prepared for yeah. anything. You need to have your canteens with you. Um, but I thought back to I grew up, uh, spent a good part of my early childhood out west, Arizona, California, super hot. Um, I never had a water bottle that I can remember. <laughs> and. That's, that's good in Arizona. Um, I know. I also uh, don't really have a lot of memories of being having sunscreen put on me. So, I, you know, take that as you will. There was lots of things that were, you know, different when we were kids that we just didn't, you know, didn't know or just weren't trendy. People weren't doing them. Um, so I don't want to sit here and be like, well, when I was a kid, we walked, you know, five miles uphill to school both ways. And I... Um, I don't totally mean it by that, but I do have reflections back about thinking on that time of my life and not remembering being, you know, thirsty all the time. Um, but you just got up and you got in the car and we left and we didn't leave with bags of snacks or water bottles. Um, but my little brother also stood up on the front seat, right? There were no car seats and seatbelts weren't a thing um, in my early, early childhood. So, so it wasn't all great. <laughs> But so then that just made me start thinking now I just, um, yeah, I don't, I even, I, you don't go any place without a, a water receptacle with you. I, correct. I mean, yeah. I mean, part of that. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're hundred percent right. When we were growing up in, when I, you know, in the eighties slash the bulk of both of our childhoods was, I would say in the eighties. Um, and you're, you're right. I mean, there was water fountains, which is like not a thing anymore. Um, but there was not. There certainly was not. You were not bringing water with you. If you were to show up somewhere with water, people would be like, people would like look at you weird. They'd be like, "What the f are you doing?" They also didn't sell bottled water. That also wasn't a thing. So there, there's, there's a hundred. So I guess what I'm trying to say is there is a hundred percent marketing aspect of this. I think as we've 
Um, so like you know, bottled like literally before. I don't I don't remember when the first bottled water was sold, but but I remember when that came on the shelf, and a lot of people were like, "This is like this is idiocy. Like this is who is buying water? It's free out of your tap." Um, but as we've gotten, I guess maybe healthier, more cognizant. Plus, with the marketing of people just like pushing water on you, um, and the and the, and like people like once again selling, you know, water bottles. Like before, a water there was no such thing as like a water bottle. Like there was a water bottle for sports. Like there was like literally like a Gatorade branded like like orange water bottle that you sprayed in your face. Other than that, there wasn't like water bottles that like, didn't exist. Um, so I think part of this is definitely yeah. marketing of like of stuff to us like they need to sell more stuff to us so it's like oh like you know you should buy water in the store and you should have this water bottle on you um I, but yeah, it also I, turns I, out it's also, just, also healthier it actually is like also probably a good thing i um i agree with you maybe that's what i should have kind of phrased that reflecting on my childhood um yeah it's it i i think it's I guess I do. I, I agree. I think a lot of this is is maybe is it marketing. Um, we used to have water fountains, right? I just drank out of a water fountain when I was thirsty. Yeah, we had water. And they were breaks everywhere. At yeah, everywhere. And you had a water break at practice, and you all ran over and lined up the water fountain and waited your turn to drink water. Like that happened two or three times during a soccer practice or a track and field practice that I was at when you know it's whatever hundred degrees, um, yeah. and and. It, and we were fine, um, but now, yeah, and we never bought water. That's the same. I agree with you, and I still try to resist buying you water. Couldn't. You literally I couldn't, couldn't buy right. Water. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like I'm sure it was in the '90s somewhere. I'm sure. I'm sure there's some like. I'm sure the first one came on the market. Some you know, but when it hit the zeitgeist, when it when it, when I was aware of it, it had to have been. It had to have been. I think it would have been because I graduated in '99. I, I I was definitely out of high school before I remember seeing water like for sale. I remember the first thing I ever saw there was two brands I remember seeing: Fiji and Voss water. I remember like I remember Fiji has and still to this day st same thing has a little like Fiji like like it has like the tropical background on it. And Voss was like this like yeah. like slick cylinder that looked like you know. Look almost like a vodka or something like that, and I was just like, "Who is buying this crap?" Um, those are the two brands I remember seeing like at first, and then there was like the wave of like water brands, and then the you know then then like Nestle was coming out with water, and I'm like, "Why is a candy company selling water?" Which which incidentally enough, water. turned out that Nestle I think at some point was like <laughs> got into trouble because they were just like they were just like selling tap water. Like it wasn't even like purified water. Like they literally were just like selling tap water, and they were like, and they got in a little bit of trouble for that. I, I believe it was. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's definitely it's definitely marketing. It was definitely a lot of marketing. You know, I think it's marketers ruin everything, right? Give them a chance, and they will like they will take one aspect of things, and then they will just like market it to death. And now we have seventy, you know, water brands out there. Well. Yeah, in water, this is a phrase that comes out of my mouth to my children. Do not accept any water bottles. Like, like, um, not like store-bought, you know, like uh, if your sports team is giving out a water bottle, no, thank you. 
if someone's yeah. giving it as a birthday favor, no, thank you. Like I just, <laughs> we have a tote full of water bottles. Like I, yes. no more water bottles will come into our home. Um, yeah. It's like my new thing. You can also not put slime in my house anymore, Harper. And uh, the food coloring <laughs> is hidden at all times. So if you a few like minor rules from things I've learned in my parenting um, over the years, but yeah, it's, yeah, we, it's just it's stuff, and it, they're they're marketing, and yeah, we don't um, we don't participate. You're the kid with the really old Gatorade bottle that's still a little leaky because I'm not taking anything <laughs> anything new. It's like yeah, we, we we do. We have a cabinet. We do. We definitely have a cabinet that you open, and it will you know twenty water bottles will spill out of it. Um, and Abby definitely has them. They, 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 the kids have their three. And Abby's religious about it. And Abby, like even every night, like I, like I, once again, to my, to my detriment, I am sure. Um, first of all, when I was a kid, I hated water. Like I literally, like I still don't. I mean, I literally hated the taste of water. Like it's, first of all, it's tasteless, and the taste it does have isn't great. Stop lying. Don't you cannot lie. You cannot tell. Like that's why when people were like, "Oh, Fiji water tastes so good," I'm like, I'm like, stop lying. It doesn't taste good. There's no taste to Fiji water, right? <laughs> like, there is no taste to it, so stop it. I always hated that when people, do it tastes good. No, it doesn't. Um, but I also, like, I also, like, didn't drink water as a kid at all, ever. Like, like I said, the only time I would drink was at practice, you know? It was, like, that's literally when I was, like, forced to because I was, like, super dehydrated. If I could drink anything else, I would. Now, as an adult, I know better. I mean, look at me. Even as we speak right now, I have my Nalgene. Hey, throwback to, listen, throwback to blue the Nalgene OG, bottles. The OG Nalgene bottles, yeah. I was going to say, you are a certain, like, you are a, a, a person of a certain age. If you remember blue Nalgene bottles, these things were, like, uh, in the late 90s, early 2000s, these were currency. These were, like, Starbucks cups. Like, if you had one of these, you were you were in the know. Like, you were cool. You know, I'm, um, yes, I agree with you. I had one. Um, we need, when are they going to come back? Like, I'm feeling like the, the OG I'm, Nalgene I'm bottle. Yeah. Yeah. I like next year. That's going to be the trend. The Nalgene's are all going to be back. <laughs> you know, you used to screw the cap onto your backpack, like loop it through your backpack strap and yeah. it would, like flop along as I walked across campus. Um, God, we're, I'm so old. We're old. Uh, <laughs> you know what? Actually, the thing is, I think I think they actually are coming back. I think there's a couple of years ago there was this thing, there was this concept, this thing called like a like a Visco girl, which a VSCO, which is it was a filter on Snap or on Instagram. Anyway, the the thing is, these girls were dressing like they were in the late '90s, like they would have these like big like college shirts, you know, with like the shorts, you know, and like Burks, like basically like our late, like the late nineties, like girls uniform. And they were like, and, and part of it was Nalgene bottles. Like they, like they were like literally, I don't know. I don't know where it is today. It's probably the fat is probably over. I'm not too up on my teen girl trends, but like it was for sure a trend for a little while. So maybe it came back and it already passed. Oh man. And I missed it. That would be my luck, right? Like it's already, it. it already came back. And I, I did hear about the Visco trend. I did look at my daughter once. When she was leaving the house, and that's what I said. You look like me in college. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, I think that that maybe has passed. Um. Anywho, so our topic. Yeah. Do we need? Do we need to be drinking all this water every day, all the time? Are we all kind of chronically on the verge of uh, drastic dehydration? 
Um, from the what, what I read, I don't think so. Um, oh, really? I think, I, well, I think. Um, see, from, see, from what so I read, it was like it was like it was like maybe we are. <laughs> I mean, not, I mean, not, I, no, I not, not maybe, my, we, my not maybe we are. Advice, my medical advice has been um, always, you know, roughly shoot for six to eight glasses of water a day, probably closer to the eight. Um, drink half your body weight in ounces of water a day. I mean, I, I don't think that that's, yeah. that's um, bad advice at all. I think that, that that's probably fine consumption. Um, do I think water... I think if you're doing that, then that is good. And is there a humongous uh, health benefit that you're missing out on if you're not pushing to like, let's say the the 12 or 15 glasses of water a day, you know, finishing the whole the gallon challenge thing? Yeah. Um, no, I don't, I don't, I think that, I don't think you need that. I don't think that's going to make you, um, well, I have everything I'm going to say, I guess there's caveats too, but um, no, I don't no, think there's- No, 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 you know, hold on. You can take, you can take a stance. You can take a stance. You are a medical professional. You are a nurse practitioner with twenty years. It is okay. You can take a stance. It's it's it, you don't not you don't have to hedge. You don't have to hedge every. I mean, there's always a little bit of hedging, but you know, like you can, you can have your, yeah. you can have your your opinion. Well, I was gonna say, I think over and above that, right? There's not a significant benefit to your health as you know, missing out on anything. Um, great as far as some magical amount of weight loss or you know all of a sudden having beautiful skin or this huge new significant amount of energy um the weight loss question is a little tricky because i don't think increasing um water consumption will just all will make you thinner yeah. make you lose weight unless you're substituting it for something else so that's the piece where it's like okay if you were previously really heavy in the sugar sweetened beverage zone and now you're replacing that with water. Yes, you probably would see some health benefits and some one of those being some weight loss, uh, just because you're decreasing calories, right? Um, not because yeah. water is magical and from and making you thin. Um, there's yeah. always there's always a lot of these trickled out effects. Like and these are things that always get like it's like picked up by you know you know some reporter is you know rummaging through freaking you know. Um, uh studies and stuff like that and then they take this one little like trickle down thing and be like and, and then give it like a direct causal effect kind of almost uh like you said which is like water you know drink water to make you thinner it's like it's like yeah water is not going to make you lose weight water is like you said well um it will like you said if you're substituting 100 percent like your soda for water absolutely it's going to help you lose weight um but like taking water itself is you know i mean you know what once again, it hydrates your body. It, you know, it, it helps with blood flow. It, you know, like there's things that it does that helps to do this stuff. But you know, there's you can't take a diet water. There's no like, there's no like weight loss water that you should be <laughs> drinking or whatever. Um, you know, but you know, I guess one of the things that I read. Um, so I, one thing that surprised me that I read was actually that you should, we should be drinking. Um, See, so what one myth is that you should be drinking eight ounces of glass of water every day to stay hydrated. Um, and it was saying that adult men actually need about 15 cups of water per day to stay hydrated. So that was surprising to me. I, I you know, I always knew the eight ounces of stuff, but 
you know, um, that was a little bit surprising to me. Yeah, um, I think that's. I don't. I think that's, that's a. That's my own ignorance. That, that was I mean, just my own. I, if, oh, sorry. I go mean, ahead. If, if you're doing um, so if you're if you're exercising heavily, if you've been recently ill, um, there's there are definitely circumstances where you would need to consume maybe 15 glasses a day. Um, but what I was seeing is honestly that if if people just are guided by their thirst. And you listen to your thirst. If you're thirsty, drink water. Yeah. Ninety percent of the time, that that will suffice. Which I was like, true. Okay, and that you know, um, <laughs> and that we get about. I guess I knew this too, but you know, I didn't necessarily know the percent. But I read that you know we get about twenty percent of the fluid that we need a day just from our food. Um, yeah, right there. That's actually yeah. So. You know, so maybe somebody drinking, you know, that five five glasses of water a day instead of the eight or the ten, um, you know, consumes higher volume of fruit and veggies, which, you know, are almost all water. Um, so they might just be supplementing it that way and not and not realizing it. So I don't think you need to always be pushing the extra water if yeah. you're not actually thirsty. No, no, you no, you're right, and and that's and see that's that's the part of this where it's all like, you know. Where literally people still can't even like like you like like the medical community still can't even like really like come to agreement on like what a healthy diet is, which is like surprising. Which is like, um, you know, so it's always the, the caveat is always like if you're eating a healthy diet, well, then then that same thing. Like you're you're getting a surprising amount of water from your food. The problem is, or the issue that you have to take into consideration is what the f are you eating, like. If you're eating like salads and fruits and vegetables, like you know, like a, like a proper balanced diet, then yeah, you are getting a good amount of water from your food. But if, you're, but also, who is doing that? <laughs> I can tell you from uh, the national obesity, <laughs> and you know, and uh, right. that guess what? Most people. <laughs> so there's there's almost, there's almost like two worlds. There's, there's like the theoretical world, and then there's like the actual world. So I think. Theoretically, or like by the numbers, if you're doing things right, you don't need as much water as like people like push, you know, um, because like you said, like you're getting a lot from your uh, from your food and your diet or whatever. And um, but then it's also it's like then you have to look at what you're doing. What are you eating? You know, yeah. um, what are you getting water from? And then you have to and what how what's your activity level? And then from that. You can kind of more determine, and like you said, your body tells you. Like your body should tell you. you should be looking at a couple of things. Like one, are, am I thirsty? Do I have like is my mouth dry? Like how often have I gone to the bathroom? You know, you should be peeing. I don't know. You're the medical person. Yep. How yep. often should you be peeing? Like like a day if you're like properly hydrated. You think? Yeah, you can do a guess. It's okay. Um, you don't have to... I know. I'm like, oh, I think that varies on on everybody as well. Well, um, bladder size. I mean, I know people who have a yeah, small bladder. Yeah. I, I, I don't, don't think if like... you if you consistently my, my buddy... have dark urine, that's probably an issue. Yes. Yes. Oh, I I, I had a friend who. Uh, I will do. I, will, I was going to say like more information about him, so I don't want to divulge that. Um, I have a friend, uh, could have been a female or male, uh, who had to pee all the time. And like when we were in, the, like there was, so, 
I, well, it was a male because he had he peed in the car. Um, but there was like several. There was there was a lot of times when we were driving to things, and he literally was like, "Dude, do you have any like extra bottles in here?" I mean, he had the he had he was a grown man, and he had the uh, a bladder the size of a walnut. Like it, it like he was always peeing. So, like like I said, there is that whole thing of like you know, are you a camel or are you a walnut in terms of like bladder, but you know for you how long like i have like i have a big bladder i can go a long time without like between like peeing trips but you know like you know how um, often is like, is like often for you it's normal for you right i think knowing right like you said earlier everybody's body is a little different it comes back to what is normal and baseline for you having some awareness around um the frequency that you would typically urinate, the color of your urine. Um, you know, another thing, right? How are your bowels? So hard, tiny little stools, you need more water. Um, yeah. So if, you, if about, it's rabbit pellets, if you have like little like rabbit pellets, you are not good. Right. So, you know, thinking about that, um, Food you typically eat, you know, if, if you're an all chicken nugget guy, probably not a lot of water in those. Uh, you might need to, you might feel more thirsty and then have to drink a little bit more often, uh, more fluids um, than someone who is heavier on the fruits and veggies. Um, and then, you know, medical history, if you are prone to kidney stones or you've had kidney stones, you might, you know, maybe need to do a little more water uh, as your baseline. and trying to think of other things you know there are bigger medical conditions that might have us give you some different advice around water consumption but for the general healthy person walking around out there um it, the marketing push for all the water is too much yeah that makes sense that, that, that definitely that definitely makes sense so you said look at your you know look at look at what you're doing you know, look at what your body's doing. Look at what, pay attention to what, to that, you know, to help you figure out where you are on that scale. But yeah, you're right. If you're, if you have like six Nalgene bottles, you know, clanking around with you, with you at all times, you know, you might be, you know, you might be overdoing it, you know. And you can, um, you can overdo it, right? So there, there is information out there. Again, it's rare. So I don't want people to like, hear this and then be like, oh, I'm never, never going to drink water uh, or that much water again. Um, but there, there are sometimes um, you can, you can get um, dilutional electrolyte abnormalities, right? So you drink so much water that yes. it dilutes the electrolytes in your, in your, um, in your, in your bloodstream. And then things get out of whack, mostly sodium, which could be hyponatremia. Um, pretty rare, very rare, but is something that does happen and sometimes can happen to, um, athletes that are purposely trying to overhydrate for an event or during an event um yeah. kind of get sodium out of whack um so that's that is a negative consequence i, I actually um, saw that when i was in the, when i was in the army i yeah. actually saw that happen once to a guy um i never yeah i never really saw anybody get i mean i guess i saw some people get heat stroke but yeah i saw a guy once uh go down for you know, because it was you know we were on this super long rock march. We were on like I don't know, it was like a fifteen mile rock march, and um, you know, and we were stopping. You're always stopped. You know, they're, you know they're hydrate. They're always hydrating. You have all this stuff on you, and then 
uh, and you know, it was one guy went down, and I we were, we thought, oh man, he must have heat stroke or whatever. It was it, it turned out to be the opposite. Like he has he was drinking so much, we were sweating so much. So he was it was a combination of that he was sweating out so much fluid, and then he was drinking so much water that he, like you said, that he had um depleted his like electrolytes, and he was like cramping up and all this stuff and like super, you know. So that's the kind of situation where you should watch out for that. Is if you are, especially if you are, um exerting a lot sweating a lot and drinking a lot then you're then you could be on track to um uh, and that's what the whole gatorade thing is right like you know like once again people always think oh gatorade no water is better for you than gatorade gatorade is like filled with like basically like salt and sugar but the reason why they invented it and the what it was intended for at the university of florida by the way if you didn't know that it was it was that's why it's called gatorade it was invented by people at the University of Florida for the football team is because when you are sweating so much and then taking in a bunch of water, that is when you were cycling out your, your electrolytes. So the Gatorade was there to put those electrolytes back in. But that is for like when you are doing some serious exertion, you know, like almost I, Olympic I level exertion. It's not for <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Your neighborhood run, you don't need it. Like if you are doing sustained hours worth of activity in heat that is like where gatorade comes in that's where power comes in but if you're just getting a drink from the store like if you're just hopping in like 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 listen the gate look at the calories the gatorade if you drink that gatorade you might as well just get a soda because it's 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 the same it's like the same calories yeah it might even be more because you're taking in like because the gatorade things are always 32 ounces whereas like you know you know, so I'm like, listen. I'm not advocating for soda over like, you know, Gatorade necessarily, but well, you have to look I, at the labels. Yeah, I think um, I think soda's just gotten a bad rap. All sugar sweetened beverages to some degree, but unfortunately, I think the the soda manufacturers a little bit more than the others. But you're right when you look at the vitamin waters, the Gatorades, the Powerades, um, any of those, even some of the. Um, you know, all the juice blend drinks. Yeah. They're kind of all in the same in the same category. And they the not, soda not seems to get of. the worst reputation. Yes. They are. They are. They're they're a hundred. And by the way, people, because I see this in my cancer groups all the time, sugar is sugar. All right. There is no difference. Right? Like people are like, well, it's cane sweet. No, it's all sugar. When it gets into your body, it's all processed. It doesn't matter if it's like if it's cane sugar or if it's like uh, or if it's regular like um you know uh you know like whatever syrup you know like syrup sugar when it goes in yeah. it's all processed yeah. so you got to like like so you got to look at it so you, when you when you when you go to grab that um uh what's it called uh that Gatorade look at it yeah the the serving the the amount per serving may be less but when you're drinking a 32 ounce one over a 12 ounce Coke, you might be better yeah. off with the 12 ounce Coke. Yeah. You no. Know, yeah. If it's I, not for like straight, like, you could be right. Once again, you are right. You are right. Yeah. You know, like straight exertion, you know? So really consider these things. Because I had a friend one time who was, once again, when I was in the army, he was like trying to lose weight. He was trying to cut weight because we had weigh ins. And he was always drinking, um, Gatorade and like when we started looking at the stuff, I was like, dude, this stuff is like so unhealthy. <laughs> like, like, like you should not be drinking Gatorade, dude. Like, this stuff is not. 
helping you. Like you should definitely be drinking water, you know, or whatever. But like, like these Gatorades are you're filling yourself with sugar. Right, right. So no Gatorade for a daily drink. I would agree. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And when you get into some of these, um, these uh, endurance athletes, these higher end elite athletes that's not what they're using anymore either, right? They're doing water with different electrolyte tabs and salt tabs, and it, it's all like and a the, fine- The gels, tube. right? Didn't, didn't Gatorade have like a gel thing or something? Is that- had, Yeah, they made gels. They make um, blocks like gummies that are like yeah. concentrated. Um, yeah, there's that market. That could also be a podcast, right? Looking into what, what you really need to, to <laughs> be consuming out of, because that's also an area where- I think we are heavily, heavily marketed to, um, like you said, you know, you're, you're not going to go on a, a, a five mile, well, five miles might be getting long, whatever. I don't know, a two mile hike without your Gatorade and your power gel and your gummy, you know, your electrolyte shoes. Like I, anyways, yeah. um, that could be a no, whole no. nother, whole nother area. We, sh we um, should, we should look into that because you're right though. There, there is a lot of like, I, I can tell you as like a former food manufacturer as like, we hunt for, I mean, people will even just hunt for a trend and create a food product around it or adapt a food product that's already out there to it. Um, you know, and like you said, and that's how you get all these like gels and everybody's supposed to be taking this. And it's where you're like, we should definitely look, that should definitely be a podcast. We're looking into like the, that power athlete kind of like world and what is, you know, same thing as like the cliff bars and things like once again, when those came onto the scene, people were like, oh, this is healthier. Once again, you look at the, Look at the stuff, you know, like look at the calories, look at the nutrition facts. And you're like, dude, this is not it. This is okay if you're literally like camping out for three days and like using it to like basically replace a meal. But you're eating a meal as a snack, basically, you know, like, you know. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Oh, man. So back to the water. Should we get back to the water? The yeah, other yeah. thing, two other little things that I thought were interesting. Um so I guess caffeine doesn't technically dehydrate you. Who knew? Yeah. I mean, let's. Um, did you find that same kind of theme? There's some research out yeah. there around that. Um, same thing. Especially yeah. if you're kind of, and unless you're super high end user of caffeine, then there is some data that you might, um, after drinking something with, you know, lots and lots of caffeine, like over 300, is it micrograms, milligrams, the measure caffeine? Yeah. Um, then you might urinate slightly more after having that as your beverage than you would had you had that amount of water. Does, does that make sense? Uh, mm -hmm. But if you're having kind of just your normal cup of brewed coffee, your normal just regular size Starbucks black coffee, um, yeah, no, no difference in amount of fluid output after drinking that. So it's just... Yeah. Yeah, having having your morning coffee. That's what I read too. Having your morning coffee. I mean, once again, like you said, unless you overdo it, having your morning coffee totally fine. Even if you wake up and have, once again, you know, you should all be watching out for that anyway. But diet coke or whatever. Like, if you're having these caffeinated things, the caffeine don't you know? Other things to worry about that in general, but the caffeine portion of it is not going to dehydrate you unless you're having like a significant amount. One the one the one source that I read was like basically like four or five cups of coffee. Like if you're having less than that, you should be fine in terms of dehydration and like over like 40 ounces of like caffeinated soda. And that's, that's a lot of soda. So um, 
if you're first of all, if you're approaching those levels, one, you should be like you should be like rethinking like what you're doing anyway, because like that's a lot. Um but yeah, unless you're unless you're literally drinking a two basically unless you're drinking a two liter of soda or drinking like five cups of coffee, or like if you go and if you go to the gas station, they don't have it as much around here, but I know they do in the Midwest, and they have those like jug handles of like coffee. Like, don't get that. Don't get the big gulp. Unless you're drinking that size level of things, it's probably not affecting your dehydration. Or your right, your hydration. Yeah, your hydration level. I know. I thought that was I because I would have, I probably have three cups of coffee a day, depending on like what I'm up to and my work schedule in life. Um, but I was, I would always be like, oh, I have two cups of coffee. I better like, I better have two cups of water, and then I would pee a lot for the next couple hours, and then you know, it's because I, yeah, like, oh, I didn't really, I didn't need that extra water. Um. So that was an interesting thing. And then there was also another small study. I'm not going to remember all the data off the top of my head here as I should have taken some notes. Um, you know how they would say like uh, a weight a weight loss strategy before you eat might be mm-hmm. to drink two cups of water or drink a glass of water, yeah. right? Because then you're going to eat less. Um, and there's a little bit of truth around that you might feel maybe not take as much in right then because the water's sitting in your stomach, you know, but this study found that, um, they gave a couple, you know, two different groups of people, uh, an appetizer and one group had their water, like with their food. So you like had your glass of water and the food and drank the water, then you ate the food. And then the other group actually took the water and they mixed it with the food, which sounds like a little gross, but kind of made it, they stirred a cup of water into the food that they were giving them as their appetizer. Uh, and I guess you kind of made it, a, made it a soup or something. Soup? And then, yeah. um, and then, and so they had the, so they had the same amount of food, the same amount of solid food, each group, and they each had the same amount of fluid. It was just the preparation was different, right? So one group had the fluid mixed with the food and the other one had them separately. And then they proceeded to go ahead and then like serve them the rest of the meal. Cause this was like as part of their appetizer course. And the, the, the group that had the fluid mixed with the appetizer together at the beginning um, ate less calories overall. So they did eat less. Huh. So they're like, there might be something to, again, having getting more um, fluid from your food, like mixed in with your food, like either, again, soups or, um, you know, cucumbers and spinach and watermelon and, zucchini, you know, all that kind of just food that has a higher water content. Um mm-hmm maybe you do then um you absorb it differently than just drinking the glass of water and then eating uh that it could be helpful for some for some uh weight loss yeah or i mean at least creating a mild caloric deficit it's interesting yeah, yeah. i, I think know. it's i think it's i think it's no it's i mean listen it's i mean yeah i mean this is kind of one of those like you know you know water is wet studies like yes if you put more stuff in your stomach you have a higher likelihood of eating less. Um, and I think that's probably true. I think it's probably especially true for like most like normal people. But as a off and on fat guy all my life, uh, I can tell you that like a lot for people. So, so yes, I think for regular skinny people who've never really had a problem with weight or, you know, at most like you put on 20 pounds since high school and you're like, oh, I'm fat. You're not fat. I'm talking about people who have put on like 50, 100 pounds, 200 pounds since high school. All right. Or you always were, even in high school. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you were, you still were like huge and now you're 
just as huge, if not bigger. That tends to get into the more like it's a it's like a mental thing because because for us we can blow past like 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 satiation isn't a thing like like we we don't like like there's there's either hungry and there's a stuffed there's no like in between and you can blow through that and like taste like you eat things because you want to eat them not because like you are hungry for it hunger was a while ago you know that's interesting i i i like i don't like that idea either and i i don't know why but that does fix it for me too a little bit i of if you're hungry just eat if you're hungry just eat like if it's like if, if i'm hungry and i want food i'm just going to eat food and that's just is it just is what it is it's it's fine food's not the enemy and so this concept of of making this part of your your diet like oh i'm not allowed to eat until i have two cups of water because then i'm going to eat less it's i don't like it anyways just from a mental health standpoint and uh just helping your body to function standpoint and like yeah. you said in in from somebody who really from a just not working standpoint and just adding more shame around eating um i guess that's where I, yeah i just i don't like i don't like it and looking at that research it didn't really make a big difference anyways um eat, eat yeah. good food eat food that has water in it eat what your body wants to eat and ideally learn to listen to some of those cues of when when it's time to stop and that's super hard two cups of water isn't gonna isn't gonna stop that yeah i mean and that's and that's and that's the whole thing i mean that's the, the you know the thing behind this like new fad with like the semi-glutide pen um I mean, that's what it does, right? It basically mimics a, almost a, a stomach surgery, which is like it helps. It helps give people who have chronically. I can tell. I can. I can tell you. Anybody who's fat, I, all you fatties out there, don't worry. Listen, I all my life, I have. I was. I was anorexic at one point. I was. I have been the the entire gambit. I've done everything. I even tried bulimia at one point. Trust me. I understand it all. The satiation for people who have chronic weight problems it is a 100 it is two things it's satiation and it's movement you ain't moving enough i know you're not moving enough don't tell me you are because trust me it's it's math you're not moving and two it's satiation you can out eat your hunger like very quickly and even if you are moving, and that's where, and that's where also why it's the biggest thing. Because even if you are moving a little bit and you are burning 500, 600, even a thousand extra calories a day, you can also very easily eat two thousand calories. And and we found out from the last episode, right? A thousand calories is the difference between a two hundred pound man and a four hundred pound man. So, you know, it's really easy to out eat your body's ability to burn. Um. So satiation is the number one thing. So like, you know, water is great. It'll help you, you know, it, anything to obviously help you try to like fill that up. But, you know, you've got to look for other methods to help you figure out like how to turn off that hunger switch because, you know, like I said, you can easily eat yourself into double your body weight in no time at all. Yeah, that's... um I know. Again, more podcast ideas, right? We just need to we're, just keep rolling with it. I think you and I had some of that conversation last time at the end of our discussion, so I don't know how much of it made it into the actual podcast because then we just kept chatting after we stopped um, recording. But yeah, I don't know how much we want to go down that rabbit hole 
now. No, 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 um, we don't have to. I just. But I do. Your personal experience to me is very interesting. It's very. Um, I hear my patients as well. And so any insight and feedback that I think you can share with our listeners around this that I can maybe share from things I've heard over the years, super helpful, would be super helpful. And that concept of, we do it in lots of areas of our lives, which is what I think I shared with you last time, of over um, overestimating how many calories we've burned with some activity um, and then we overeat to compensate. You know, it's, I, yeah. I don't know how to explain that. My husband would say I is not a runner. Um, he's a great man in many ways. He is a box. He picks up heavy things and moves them short distances, sometimes very fast, sometimes not so fast. That's his strength. Um, running is, is maybe not. And he ran two marathons with me um, and then maybe one by himself. Anyways, I took a non-runner and made him a runner and he completed a marathon with me and he did not lose a pound yes. to his dismay because yes. now he's running 20 to 30 miles a week with me um, from zero miles a week. I mean, we didn't do it. So, you know, this was like over a three or four month period of time and we did all this properly. Um, but well, now I ran. So now I'm going to have that extra three pieces of pizza or I'm going to have, you know, I just think yeah. he's eating just, evened all out and his body just kept at that set point it was like oh no 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 it's not gonna be that easy i'm not gonna <laughs> well, you know what and that's the problem because and that's the part of the problem too is like, like like back when i was in the army and stuff like that too um like when you are running and burning a lot of calories you also turn on like the like the burner like you you do legitimately get hungry because you have now burned a lot of calories so like you get hungry so it's, it's even it's actually even like I would advise once again, like I said, not to get into it, you know, down a rabbit hole here. But the best diet, the best thing for for people who are really overweight, the worst thing you can do is do a really vigorous exercise. One, because like you're probably not ready for it. But two, when you do vigorous exercise and you run three miles, you turn on the burners. You are going to get hungry. If you walk two miles, you will not experience that same kind of thing. So you can get that exercise and start burning fat without turning on the hunger. And that's the problem with vigorous exercises. It will turn on the hunger. And then you will go and you will eat. Or actually, what will happen is you will sit there all day and twiddle your thumbs and go, uh, I'm not going to eat. I'm just going to eat the salad. And at the end of the day, you're going to go, feed me. And then you are going to eat an entire pizza and chicken wings by yourself in a closet. So like, like it's really that hunger management, you know? It's so it's like, it's like though, yeah, it, it's the whole package, right? It's needing the tools to go with it. So you're going to do that vigorous exercise and then you're right. You're going to turn on that extra hunger and you're going to want to feed it the same way you've always fed it. And then some, and yeah. then it just, it creates a cycle and then you get the shame response and then you get the, you know, I'm not whatever, I'm not making any progress. And then you, I call the, you know, you get into like what I call like the, you know, the valley of despair, which is you get a little bit of up progress and then it plateaus and then it goes and you get stuck in that dip and yeah. you can't get back to the other side. That's where everybody, I shouldn't say everybody, it's where the majority of people just quit. Yeah. Um, yeah it seems hopeless so because that's, that's, if you, you work yeah. out hard, which sucks because you hate it because working out hard sucks. 
you get that hunger. You try to, you know, you, you torture yourself all day trying to try to eat well. You, you collapse at night. You know, you give in. You eat a bunch of terrible food. You pack on the calories, and then the same thing starts over. And now you're just, and now you're in this thing where you're like, I will never um, lose weight. And then, and then, and then, you know, and then, pe- and that's how when people say, like, I really do, and you can believe them. They really did work hard. They really did do the work. But it's that it's that spiral. It's that other part of it where that happens, you know. And then you get just demotivated because you're like, well, I don't want to like sit here and crush myself again in a workout to not lose weight. That's why I recommend, like I said, walking for anybody that needs to lose. If you need to lose fifty pounds, if you need to lose hundred pounds, the only thing you should be doing is walking and like mild, like like body weight stuff, like like you know push ups, sit ups. You will lose the weight. That that and diet, like that and a proper diet, because then you're not going to activate the ghrelin and everything that makes you super hungry. You're not going to turn on those burners. Like, like I said, two years ago when I lost 100 pounds, that was the thing that made it happen. Was you know mild workouts yeah. and diet. And that, yeah, no, I think. And that's sustainable, right? That's sustainable. That's yeah. life changing. That's promoting health. That's, you know, yeah, that's sustainable life change um, that people can keep up. Um, yeah. So your jug of water, your gallon challenge of water every day with your, you can buy them on Amazon. Are they $19.99? They've got the motivational markers and everything. Um, yeah. Probably unnecessary. Don't need it. Don't need it. Listen to your body. If you're thirsty, drink. Ideally, drink something that's not super sugar laden. Um, think about getting water from your food as well, and yep. just keeping with that just normal everyday average consumption, going way yep. above and beyond that. Uh, yes, yeah, crash, and don't not needed. Don't feel bad about your coffee once again, unless you're drinking, you know, unless you're drinking jug handles of coffee or two liter bottles of soda. You know, the one to two coffees, the one to two sodas a day isn't going to, uh, in terms of dehydration, is not really that big of a factor. So you don't have to overcompensate for it or go into some sort of shame thing where you're like, in terms of of hydration, those are like not terrible. Yeah. All right. So today, uh, yeah, talked about water. Don't need that as much as being pushed on you and uh, digressed into just a little like personal info and uh, diet education. Why not? It was a good listen, talk. I, Thanks for listening.